You are listening to Insatiable Backstage. This is the uncut and uncensored conversation behind the Insatiable podcast, which is all about sex, dating, and relationships. I'm Lori, a.k.a. Loretta Chow, founder of thesexreporter.com. I was a former Wall Street Journal reporter and quit my job in 2016 to write independently about sex. I co-host the podcast with Smiley, who is a former XXL fashion and lifestyle editor. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Smiley. Okay, for your partner to touch themselves. You know, if you're doing it like four times a day. Your genitals, like your body's inside of their body. Smiley and I get together every week to cover all kinds of topics from cheating to online dating, masturbation, faking orgasms you name it everything we cover we cover in an open discussion and the only rule is that we don't judge we also get lots of awesome feedback from the anchor community so what we do is we collect call-ins from anchor fm the application and publish them as part of our weekly podcast but you know those conversations were getting so great and the call-ins were so interesting that we decided that it just wasn't enough to publish only some of it and we've decided to open a sort of backstage access option to those who are as insatiable as we are and just can't get enough of the topics. What you're about to listen to today is a compilation of some of the best conversations we've had and snippets here and there of really, really great insight that we've gotten from the Anchor community. I hope you enjoy. What's up, guys? It's me, Lori, a.k.a. Loretta Chow, the sex reporter and co-host of the Insatiable Podcast with Smiley. So I have a potentially controversial opinion or at least um, perhaps an unpopular one because I haven't heard a lot of other people share this. But there is a very popular sex position that I think is super overrated. And I've never understood why people are into it, especially since like trying it um or you know since the first time i tried it and i was like what the hell this is like not good at all um can you guess what it is it's 69 like i mean 69 is funny because as soon as you learn what it is as a kid like when you're still a virgin you you know giggle about it every time the number comes up and whatever but then when you actually have it it's like you you can't control you can't concentrate on either thing that you're doing you're sort of like half-assing both things you're half-assing the enjoyment of oral sex being performed on you while you're half-assing the oral sex that you're performing on another person like what is so great about that um i don't get it personally not that i've never had fun doing it it's just not my preferred position like i just don't think it's all that's cracked up to be and it seems like a lot of people do like it so that brings me to my question of the day um what do you guys think is something that everybody likes that you don't or like what do you think is like the most overrated thing when it comes to sex or sex positions let me know or conversely what is something that maybe other people don't like and you think is super underrated Lori, thank you for coming through with the questions Oh, how I enjoy your station so much. Such a breath of fresh air where everybody else is saying the same shit. But most overrated sexual position for me has to be getting head. I'm sorry. I know I'm probably going to lose my man card. I'm going to lose my black card. But I just got to be real. I remember people used to talk so much of how great getting head was. And I've gotten head from a few, okay? 
And it just, it's all right. It's all right. Okay. It's all right for me. Unc Red said doggy style is overrated. What the fuck you talking about, bruh? That's probably the best. But yeah, getting hit. Mm -mm. I, I, I enjoy it, but it's not everything for me. So if you're waiting for the question of the day, I have it for you now. Have you ever faked an orgasm? Tell the truth. And I think the general consensus is that women do this more than men, but I think we might be wrong about that. I think men might fake it more than women realize. But tell me your stories if you've done it or if you've discovered that a partner did it. How did you react? How does that make you feel? Um, do you think that if you fake an orgasm, should you ever own up to it? Or is that like a deadly mistake for whatever relationship you have? All right, let's see if I can be succinct on this one. All right, so I, it was more than 10 years ago. I had a couple of jobs at that time. You know, none of them paid super well or else I wouldn't have a couple of jobs. And I, you know, we, were, we had enough time for regular sex, like an hour or whatever. Uh, so I had to clock in and I looked out the window real quick and I realized that, oh my God, it's, you know, it's crazy. It's coming down. It's crazy out there. So I was like, oh man, I still didn't you know, wipe off my car from the last day. Um, so I thought real quick, I got a few things I got to balance right now. Got to scrape off the car from the day before, make sure I don't crash on my way to work today. Make sure that I accommodate for the commute time, clean up, looking like a, like a human being. And also general policy of ladies come first. And uh, yeah, so once general policy is, is you know kept, you fake it and you keep going. It's way better than explaining, hey, I think that I might be cutting it real close to showing up you know, 15, 20 minutes late to work. It's, you know, and it's, everybody's happier at that point. It's not like anybody did a bad job and it's not at all scandalous. So that's the story about how somebody can fake an orgasm and everybody still is happier in the end. All right. Happy Friday, Insatiable. I'm calling in response to your question of the day about faking orgasms. So um, with my ex-fiance for seven and a half years, um, he was a stallion. And it's not to promote the motherfucker, but he was definitely a stallion and he wanted it every single day, at least three to four times a day. And for me, um, I couldn't take that much dick <laughs> in that day, being that he was a stallion. And I let, you know, in the beginning, I let him know that it was a surprise to me. Um, and yeah, there's a pain there. You know, yeah, it feels good. Yeah, pleasure, pain. But at the end of the day, I had to fake the orgasms a little bit early. That way he can come faster. Um, other than that, I know that, um, m men who are stallions, they only have, I mean, I'm not just say all, but the only thing that he brought to the table was a big dick and a headache. Like, I'd rather just fuck with somebody who's average and curved and got meat around a dick. Hello? So just as much as like if someone looks me straight straight in the eye and I've had this happen before someone looks me straight in the eye and they're like you know I'm here for every girl I like every girl I like especially when they say quote unquote exotic exotic types I like every girl but I don't date black girls I'm just like fuck you cuz like that's that's not necessary you know what I mean like if we are friends and you're like I don't date you for whatever reason that's one thing but if you're going to look at me straight in the face and say I don't date black girls then that is you especially if we're friends especially if we've or not just necessarily friends but if you talk to me you know about me you know about my life and it's like you're gonna say like oh i think you're a cool person i think you're a great individual i would date you except you're black either you're racist or even if you're not like 
KKK racist, you are putting those stereotypes, those assumptions, those prejudices over me as an individual. And here's here's my thing. Well, a couple of things. Yo, 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 yo. Let me tell y'all, man. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. You women. Better get used to the quick pumper. The reason why? When you get older, man, let me tell you, like Bernie Mac said, your body tired. We ain't got time for all that. So, um, when you hit your 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 forties, get you a young man. Don't even get married. Just 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 stay, you know, single so you can, cause you gonna get quick pumpers when you get older. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got erectile dysfunction, dysfunction medicine, and all that stuff. But pfft, if you don't want your man to have a heart attack on top of you, get you a young man. Big ups to the quick pumpers. Hey, thank you for calling in and welcome to the station. Cause I think you're new to it, right? So, um, yes, you're you're not wrong at all. Of course, there are women who, are, like I said, have very expressive orgasms. Their whole body is affected by it from head to toe. And yes, if she starts shaking uncontrollably, something's happening. But um, the thing is, not every woman has such strong orgasms or doesn't express it that way. Like she may be feeling all types of things inside and they're just things that aren't obvious to you just from looking at her or from even being inside of her. So that's what I mean by sometimes you really just got to ask. On the flip side, there's also the way men come is very different. Some men have very like violent orgasms where like their entire body like tenses up and they can't speak or move or 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 do anything and then there's some men where you're just like wait was that it like i can't tell if you finished or not so you know it's just everybody's body is different just to chime in on what you said about um like the way there's there's different ways guys mm -hmm. come to like you have the guy when i used to watch porn a lot i'm like why do guys like they're like, ah, ah, when they're coming. And I'm like, I never had that. Like, I just come and this just be like, you know, I announce it. But I'm not like some, ah, oh, my gosh, you're amazing. You know, like, I just I just can't get down with that kind of stuff. Like, it ain't that deep. Like, I just tell you, like, like you just got the best vagina in the world. I mean, <laughs> but I'm not about to be over here turning Super Saiyan on some you know crazy stuff so let me say this it is absolutely unacceptable to not make your girl come absolutely unacceptable if you can't make me come during sex we're gonna need to have a conversation about that we're gonna have to figure out what you need to do what positions we need to do i need to come and if you just cannot make me come during sex, then you need to be giving me oral before, and I better be coming from that. It's just like, no. <laughs> I need to be coming, period. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Smiley, one half of the Sexy Insatiable podcast. Uh, I want to address a topic that was brought up today by Dewan. A very good topic, actually, about was he a homewrecker? Or are the side pieces responsible for actually being a homewrecker? So on this subject matter, I'd have to agree with Dewan 
And not because we're both guys, of course, but I have uh, facts and experiences to back that up. So I've dated and had sex with women who are engaged. One woman who just got engaged a week before wanted to go out for drinks. Another woman who was two weeks away from her wedding uh, talking about us getting together. And then uh, dated and had sex with quite a few married women, but uh, I've never sought them out. It's just kind of happened organically, um, if that makes sense. Um, all right, so I'll paint a picture for you. Um, a guy and a girl works together at an office, nine to five. The guy knows that the woman's married. She let it be known. She has a picture on her desk of her of her husband and her kids. But they're cool in the office and they go to lunch and they have happy hour with everybody from the office and they go out and one night they all go out and they maybe have a little bit too much to drink and they end up getting it on. Maybe it's not the alcohol. Maybe the woman who is married wanted it all along and it just happened. I'm not saying that this is every situation, but what I am saying is that the person who has a commitment and a person who has vows in this situation is the woman, okay? The side piece men have no, uh, they have no, they have no, uh, they're not the ones that's involved with someone. It's the woman, right? She's the one that sat there and said, I do to her significant other. She's the one that made the vows. She's the one that has a family. And if she's weak enough to give in to temptation and have sex with another man that's not her husband, then that means there is probably something already going wrong in her relationship and she needs someone to fill the void. If she was so dead heart set that her marriage is good, everything is fine, she wouldn't fall to temptation. So don't always blame the guy who is the side guy for wrecking the home. The home may already be in turmoil and you just don't know it. So I have more views on the, on the situation, but that's, that's my, um, that's what I think. And that's, I agree with Dewan. Uh, he said, he's not a home wrecker. It, these are just things that just happen. Same thing has happened to me. So, um, so I might get some backlash from, uh, other viewers on it, but I mean, that's my view. And these are, things that actually happened to me. So uh, it's a very good topic. So it'd be great to hear more from you guys or what you think, what has happened to you. And if you're married, do people approach you even more now that you're married? How do you deflect that and let them know I can't? Or do you indulge a little bit? That'd be pretty cool to hear. So uh, give us your thoughts. Give us your views. It'd be great to hear from you. Well, hey Lori, it's me, the Miss Minnie the Fox. Look, um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I'm not trying to say that people who have slept with multiple people are hoes. Although that's kind of what I said, but that's not what you know. I guess that's not what what was meant out of that. What I was getting at is. That's an up there ass number for me. Now, 
personally, I am good with counting on hands, but when you start counting on feet, I'm looking at you crazy. But then when you start getting off them feet and counting imaginary feet and hands, it's a no for me, dog. In my Randy Jackson voice, you know what I'm saying? What's up, Dewan? So I think you and I are definitely in agreement on a lot of this. Um, and I said something earlier in a segment about how, you know, it'd be more concerning for me also uh, to meet a person who was older, like my age or above, and hadn't had that much experience because then I'd be like, wait, so what have you been doing for the last, you know, 20 years or so? Um, but that aside, I want to ask people sometimes, like, what exactly is it that they think is going to be so much better about a relationship with a person who has less experience versus a person who has more experience? Um, I mean, it's, it's really ridiculous when you think about the fact that any other physical activity or activity at all, any activity at all that we participate in as human beings, like the more you do it, the better you are at it and the higher your value becomes in terms of like your ability to perform that thing, whether it's running or something for your job or dancing or singing or whatever, the more you do it, the better you are. But somehow with sex, it's the reverse. And I get that a lot of people think sex is very intimate. I mean, I agree. Sex is a very intimate act that you share with another person or multiple people, if that's your thing. But um, because of that intimacy, people feel like, you know, they want their partners to only share that intimacy with them, which if you really get to the core of why that is, it sounds like it makes sense on the surface. But when you think about why um, you wouldn't want the penis that belongs to your partner to have seen other vaginas or vice versa you wouldn't want like the woman that you're with to have had lots of other people inside of her it's it's sort of objectifying them it's basically saying that they are this perfect product or something or whatever they're they're a thing that was great when they were untouched and unscathed and untainted and then as soon as a person touched them they became used goods right and used goods in that case, in that sort of scenario and reasoning, are then inferior to goods that are less used. And so now you're talking about it like a luxury handbag or a car. So you're saying like, oh, well, this thing was nice and shiny and new once upon a time, but then it just got used and beat up and abused. And the more it was, you know, it's basically running out of mileage now. And all of that sort of thinking is centered around looking at the person you're with as a thing that you own and that a thing that you can control and that a thing that you want to keep in pristine condition because and keep it all to yourself, um, which is not a very nice sentiment, right? And so I just think that like, you know, if you're going to compare the two ways of thinking about the person that you love or the person that you're with or the person that you're just having fun with right now, it's probably better to see them as a human and to take their their experience into consideration as just being a part of who they are and a part of the type of lifestyle that they lead. And you may agree or disagree with that lifestyle, but it does not change the quality of who that person is. Thank you for listening to this compilation of some of my favorite highlights from our conversations on Anchor over the last several months. If you want to listen to Insatiable, the main podcast, just look us up on iTunes or Google Play or your favorite podcast application and you'll find us at Insatiable. You can also find more of these conversations in, in full if you look up Insatiable Backstage. Those of you who are new here, please, I do look forward to your call-ins. If you feel like participating, feel free to send your comments, questions, 
suggestions for topics, things that you want to hear more about, and of course, answers to any questions that we post here on the station. And lastly, if you like either either podcast, Insatiable or Insatiable Backstage, it's so helpful if you can actually give us a review in iTunes and also leave some words in that review. It really does help, um, help us in terms of getting the word out. And yeah, share it with your friends too. That's always great. I look forward to talking to you soon. Mm-hmm.